What's up, everybody? Welcome back to Baseball Connection. So if we jump right into results from last night, let's just do that. I would say one headline that caught my eye right away was the fact that Shohei Otani reached yet another incredible milestone. He became the first Angels player to hit at least 40 home runs and steal 20 bases in a season. He reached this mark with his 20th stolen base of 2021. This came in the fifth inning in a 10-2 win over the Padres last night. I mean, he already reached the 40 home run mark because he has 41 bombs on the year. Now he has 20 steals. Oh, yeah, and by the way, he's 8-1 and one with a three-flat ERA and 127 strikeouts and 105 innings as a pitcher this season. So he just, you know, he's having the greatest season we've ever seen. This, this game has never seen anything like this before, obviously. You know, obviously, Babe Ruth couldn't do this. But yeah, I mean, Otani's the first American League player with a 40-20 season since Curtis Grandison in 2011. Remember Grandison with the Yankees, how his power numbers just spiked up. And Otani did it before September. The only other American Leaguers to do that before September were A-Rod in 2007 and Ken Griffey Jr. in 1999. And you're probably wondering, you're probably wondering, okay, well, if Shohei Otani became the first Angels player to do this, what about Mike Trout? How did Mike Trout never come, you know, come across this milestone? Well, let's take a look. Mike Trout, we know that he's good at everything. Okay, there's, there's really nothing on a baseball field he can't do. But as far as stolen bases, you know, Trout, he doesn't steal as much now as he did in his, like in his first couple years, but he still will give you 20-plus bags in a year. It just so happens that you know, he was very close in 2018, for instance, 2018, he was 39 home runs and 24 stolen bases. 2019, he just stopped running. He had 45 home runs, but only 11 stolen bases. And we know Trout has had his injury issues, you know, a little bit over the past few years. Um, the last time he played, which what was, you know, almost every game in 2015, basically he played almost every game, basically from 2013 through 2016. He played, he only missed anywhere from three to five games each of those years. A couple of MVPs thrown in there. And in those seasons, you know, he was around 30 home runs. You know, he was at 40 home runs in 2015. But the stolen bases, it seems like whenever he would be north of 20, he'd have just below 40 home runs. Or if he'd be above 40 home runs, he'd have just below 20 stolen bases for Trout. So having that combination is something that Trout hasn't done yet. But obviously his numbers are still insane when you look at it across the board. Thought I'd mention that because... I'm sure I'm not the one, only one who was thinking it. But yes, um, we, we continue to see more wonderful stuff from Otani. And the Angels got that win yesterday. 10-2 over the Padres. Padres continue to struggle. So Wander Franco, remember him? The number one, he is the number one prospect in all of baseball. Well, he's on a on base streak that that has kind of just flown under the radar. He has now extended his on base streak to 29 games. That's the longest active streak in the majors, and obviously that's impressive in its own right, honestly. Now you have to consider the fact that this guy is only 20 years old. He's, you know, in his first major league season, but among players age 20 or younger, Wander Franco's streak is the sixth longest in history. It is. And, you know, yeah, I mean, 29 straight games to, to reach base. Doing that as a rookie, I mean, he, he's joined some Hall of Famers 
on that list of players who've done that. You know, guys like Frank Robinson, Mickey Mantle. Pretty crazy. Pretty crazy dude at such a young age. So I thought I would mention that because, I mean, he's doing big things. And we expected him to do big things. When you're the number one prospect in all of baseball, you're supposed to put up big numbers. But, you know, we didn't really know that his on-base skills were going to be this we're going to be this good. I mean, we really saw Wander Franco as a 5-2 hitter. Obviously, only 208 at-bats into his career. He's going to be really good in a couple of years. This is the same thing I said with Vlad. You know, when Vlad first came up, you know, everyone was calling for his head. Oh, he didn't live with their expectations. Oh, overrated rookie year. I said, give, give this kid some time. He was like 21. I'm like, give him, give him a year or two, and then you'll see the all-star Vlad. Now we see, you know, Vlad putting up MVP caliber numbers. We're going to see the same thing with Wander Franco in about two years or so. We'll see him be an all-star. We'll see him put up ridiculous numbers, and he'll be in the MVP conversation. Because scouts that give out these grades, these uh, hit tool grades, they know what they're doing. They did it with Vlad, and they knew what they were talking about. Wander Franco, they also gave him an 80-grade hit tool. These are the only two players who have seen that grade on their hit tool in the past, I don't know, at least the past decade. It was like, it's been a long time since you've seen that. And these scouts know exactly what they're talking about. So give Wander Franco time, and we see the on-base you know, on-base skills are looking pretty solid right now. But that bat's going to come around. He's going to be a lethal threat at the plate. Okay, so, you know, we covered those. Let's head out to Pittsburgh. So, Pittsburgh, I, I, I need to go to a game out there. You know, I've heard a lot of good things about PNC Park. I heard it's very underrated. I heard it's one of the best places to catch a game. I mean, it's not like the, the Buccos, the Pirates are must-see TV, but it just seems like a pretty chill place to watch a baseball game, and the atmosphere seems pretty interesting. You know, you have that Allegheny River out there, but we're going to Pittsburgh because the Card not, not because of the Pirates, but the Cardinals had a 13-0 shutout, but Adam Wainwright, this dude is turning 40 years old in a couple days, okay? He allowed just, I mean, I mean obviously, it was a shutout yesterday for them, but so he allowed no runs. It was seven shutout innings with five strikeouts. But this year, Adam Wainwright has allowed just one run in four starts against the Pirates. He's been one of the better pitchers in baseball this season. His age 39 season, this dude does not seem to be slowing down. I want to give him give him some some props because he is he is turning back the clock. A 297 ERA on the season for Wayno. That's that's what he's sporting right now. He's looking vintage. He's looking like he's in his prime, even though he's not. But it's like fine wine. He's like fine wine. He continues to get better with age. I don't really know how else to explain it. I mean, this dude knows knows how to spot his pitches. He can command his curveball. And obviously, we know that that is his out pitch. But seven shutout frames just a couple of days before your 40th birthday. I, I think last year, I believe last year on his 39th birthday, he threw a complete game shutout, if I remember correctly. If I remember correctly. Um, so, you yeah, Wayno continues to do special stuff. And honestly, he'll probably be back next year with Yachty. Maybe one last dance or something like that. But, yeah, this dude is just going to ride off into the sunset because he's helping the Cardinals win games. And that's what matters. That's what really matters. If we head out to Dallas or Arlington. So the Astros were playing the Rangers in a little Texas battle. Framber Valdez is someone else who I want to give some props to. So, he didn't start the year with the team because he was hurt. You know, when he went down to spring training, a lot of people thought he might be out for the year. Ended up coming back in, like, May or something, right? And he's been really good. He's 9-4, now has a 2-9-1 ERA yesterday against the Rangers. Seven innings with 
seven strikeouts and two earned runs. And, you know, he's, I don't want to say lights out, but, you know, he's steady. He'll give you, as far as innings, you know, he'll give you solid six, seven innings every time he's out there on the mound. And that's something you don't very, you see, you don't see very often nowadays. You know, it's pretty typical for a starter to only go four or five innings nowadays. Traditional, kind of like a throwback is when you see a starter able to go deep in the game, go seven innings. That's that's something I've noticed Framber Valdez has been doing this year. So big ups to him. And you know, Astros got a lot of, uh, you know, they got a lot of hits yesterday. 11 hits on the day. Home runs from Jordan Alvarez and Carlos Correa. Double from Kyle Tucker. And 5-2 to two was the final score in Arlington. If we head up to Cleveland, the Red Sox beat the Indians 5-3, largely due to a 3-1 blast by J.D. Martinez in the 10th inning. And, yeah, I mean, Whit Grant ended up getting the loss there, but you know, extra innings because this was a close game. Cal Quantrill continues to shine. He was really good in his Sunday night start last night. We all saw it on Sunday Night Baseball during the Little League Classic. And then last, well, yesterday afternoon, seven innings with one earned run, six punch-outs against Boston. Opposing him was Nathan Evaldi, who went five and a third, seven punch-outs, two earned runs. And the Red Sox bullpen really, really looked good yesterday. And they had seven pitchers after Evaldi. And, yeah, I mean, one run given up after that. But, um, you know, J.D. Martinez kind of bailed him out there in the end. By the way, Kyle Schwarber is continuing to hit like he's done most of the year. We saw him go on that insane hot streak in June with the Nationals. Came to the Red Sox, was hurt for a bit. Now he's in the lineup, and he's he's batting up the you know top of the lineup, either one or two. I think today he's going to be batting leadoff. But, yeah, he hit a home run yesterday. He's 27th of the year. And he's going to get a nice contract this offseason. He's going to be a free agent, and he'll, he'll get a nice deal for sure. And if we head out to Seattle, you know, we've been talking a lot about the Royals, Salvi and Witt, man. Like, these guys, these guys know how to hit. Salvador Perez, I mean, the beat goes on for him. Another, yes, another home run for Salvador Perez yesterday. Not a grand slam. He had, he had back-to-back games with a grand slam, but another home run. Four straight games with a home run for Salvi, his 37th of the year. Merrifield as well homered yesterday, his 10th of the year. These guys... I keep saying the Witt and Salvi show. Those guys are, are you know, the engine of that offense. And, the, you, know, you know, most importantly, the Royals were able to get the win, 4-2 to two in Seattle. So that is our nice, uh, you know, weekend or mid-weekend <laughs> update from Saturday, you know, on to Sunday as we see some of these series wrap up. And, um, yeah, we will have more for you tomorrow as we always do. But if you enjoyed this, Please share with someone who would be interested, and we'll see you next time on Baseball Connection.